And then you're the first one to say, I don't know why that girl fight all the time. I don't know why that boy be frightened. Because you, you told him if somebody hit him. And they had already learned how to defend themselves. And you know, then mom and daddy want to take them out. You know, you want to, like when we first got married, I didn't have a, uh, I'm the oldest in my family. We first got married. Pastor T just was determined that he's going to teach me how to defend myself. And all my kids that came up, I mean, he's going to teach them how to, man, he be in that house, you know, he be tagging me. I ain't have a brother. I was like, man, this stuff hurt. I'm like, come on, uh, keep it, keep, you know, keep him up, keep him up. Yeah, but he didn't know one day I'd been practicing. Yeah, he went to get me. I was like Cassius Clay, uh, fast as a, what do you say? Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and he should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Come worship with us. Enter the nomination of faith, Church of the Living God, 1279 Pickett Road, Leesville, Louisiana, where God is first and people are always. AYT 88.1 FM is a non-profit educational and charitable organization founded in 1989 by Kimberly Holman Casses and is recognized and certified as a 5013C non-profit organization. KAYT 88.1 FM. Welcome to the Living Your Destiny broadcast with Dr. John Barton bringing you the Word of God with simplicity and revelation. Now, let's join Dr. Barton for today's message. Many people today, they're out of the way. They're out of the path. God says, here's the place I want you to be in order for you to receive that Word and in order for that Word to work in your life. But if you're out of God's path, if you're out of position, how can the Word work in your life? Now, here are, these are the type of people that are on, 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 you know, by the wayside or that are considered wayside ground. They don't really have an interest in the Word. These are people that just come to church just to say, here, Pastor, I'm here, okay? All right, now stop bothering me about coming to church. They think they're doing the pastor a favor by coming. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So they just, they just come uh, just to fulfill a religious obligation. They don't really have any interest in the Word. They just, maybe they just come to court, they come to date, they come to find a girlfriend or a boyfriend, or maybe they just come to pass out their business cards. They're not coming for the word. They're coming, you know, because they want to go out on a Friday night. They want to date. I'm not talking about anybody here. Like Fred Price said, I don't get offended. Remember how he said that? Uh, you know, they, they're not, they don't really have any interest in the Word. They, they don't want to really invest uh, their lives in the Word of God. They're trying to fulfill some type of other obligation, whether it's selfish or religious, but they, they really have no desire to know God intimately through His Word. So it's impossible for them to understand because they really don't have a heart to receive. Are you with me? Okay. And then let's go back to Mark 4. Just hold your thumb right there. But that's truly what wayside ground is. They're out of the way. They're out of the path. They're out of position. They're not in a place where they can receive that word like God intends. Now, the second one, uh, Mark 4, 
verse 16, and these are they which are sown on stony ground. Everyone say stony ground. Stony ground. Who when they have heard the word, notice again, we see so far two grounds, two uh, different types of ground has heard the word. But when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness. Okay, these are the ones that come to church. Oh, preacher, pastor. Oh, yeah. Oh, ooh, glory. They get excited. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I got to sow a dollar on that. You understand what I'm saying? They receive it with gladness. I mean, they're happy. They're excited. And, uh, but something happens along the way. Look at verse 17. But they have no root in themselves. They're just emotional. They're just emotional creatures. They have no root in themselves, and so they endure but for a time. After it, when affliction or persecution ariseth for the word's sake, because you know that when you get the word, the enemy's going to test that word that you got. You know he's just not going to let you just live that word without him trying to attack, without him trying to test, without him trying to challenge that word that you receive. So here comes the affliction, here comes the persecution when it arises for the word's sake. And by the way, don't take it personal. It's not about you. It's about the word that's on the inside of you. Satan wants to attack that word. That's what he did with Adam. Amen. He won in that case. He just attacked the word. He got them to try to see that God was trying to take something from them. When God said, don't eat of the forbidden tree, uh, Satan came in and said, well, you know what God really meant was this and that and the other. He tried to change or, 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 or take the word out of context. What, what was happening there? There was an attack on the word. Same thing with Jesus in the wilderness. God said, you are my beloved son. There was a voice from heaven. The heaven opened up when Jesus is in the water, getting ready to be baptized by John the Baptist. That voice of affirmation came and said, Jesus, you are my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. The next chapter talks about Jesus being in the wilderness 40 days, 40 nights to be tempted of the devil, the first thing the devil tells Jesus, if you be the son of God. Every test in your life is about the word you receive. You better get that in your heart. Don't take it personal. It's about the word. It's about the assignment on your life. It's about the prophecy over your life. It's about God's word that's been declared over your life. And Satan, see, that, that's how he's going to stop every blessing from coming in your life. That's how he's going to try to stop every healing or deliverance or from every uh, uh, success if he can stop that word from working in you. Okay, he don't mind you getting emotional. He don't mind you saying, amen, amen, preach pastor. He don't mind you doing none of that. Just don't let the word work in you. Glory to God. So, but watch this. Those that are stony ground... Uh, they, they, they receive the word, they hear the word, rather, but when affliction or persecution for the word's sake come, immediately they are offended. So what stops the word from working? Offense. Do you understand that? That's why one of the enemy's assignments is to get you offended. And there are a lot of people that are offended at God. How can you be offended at the only one that can help you with your problems? When you walk in that offense, your heart gets hard, although you're being emotional in church, although you're, you have the right, uh, you know, the mechanics of church. It don't take long to learn the mechanics of church, even if you hadn't been in church all your life. And that word will stop because your heart has become hardened. 
somebody hurt you, somebody said something to you, or maybe God is not answering you in the time frame that you think he should answer, so your heart gets hard, you stop believing, and you put on a show. Now it's just, you're just going through the motions now, because you don't want anybody else to see that you really don't believe. And you really don't have that, that, that word in your heart. It's just so that people can just see, oh, oh, that brother got, has it all together. Oh, that sister, oh, she must have it all together. But deep down on the inside, you are mad at God. And your heart has gotten hardened, and that word cannot work in your life until you repent of that offense and turn back to God and open up your heart to him. So we have wayside ground, people that are out of the way have no interest in God. Then we have stony ground, people that hear the word and they, you know, they, they get excited for the moment. But when affliction and persecution and these tests come up, they get offended and the word cannot work in them. Are you with me? Say amen. amen. Look at verse 18. And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word so far. Every ground hears the word. You see that? Each of them has heard the word. Verse 19, but the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches. Let's look at this. Let's just take it one by one. First of all, he says the cares of this world, things that's going on in their life, the, the business of their life. Oh, pastor, I would come to church, but I got to work. I got to pay my bills. I got to feed my dog. I got to feed my horses on my cows, on my mules, or whatever it is that, you know, there's always excuses. They're always busy. Don't have time for God. Don't have time for the word it, because, I, oh, God, it's just things are just out of control. And I just, my life is just so busy. I would come to Bible study, but, oh, I, you know, I got to put my kids in bed by a certain time. And it's just always excuses, excuses, excuses. And, 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 and they hear the word, but the cares of this world and, and the deceitfulness of riches. Notice he didn't say riches. How many of you know being rich is not a sin? If being rich was a sin, God would be most guilty. Because we serve a God who's rich in everything. Okay, Abraham would be in hell. Job would be in hell. David and Solomon, all of them. But it's, it's, not, it's not riches, it's the deceitfulness. It's when people think that they have enough where they don't need God. It's when people start storing up for themselves instead of storing up in heaven and laying up treasures in heaven. It's the deceitfulness. You understand what I'm saying? People are deceived by their riches. And instead of understanding that God wants you to be blessed with the riches that he blessed you with. So these are things that come up and the lust of other things entering in. A strong or evil desire. Lust is just an evil desire for something that is not God's will for you. And these things come, and what happens? It chokes the word. It chokes the word. It, 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 uh, the word becomes hindered because of the cares, because of the deceitfulness, because of the lust of other things entering in. It chokes the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Wow. Let me read some of this in the Amplified. Just indulge me for a moment. I want to start back at verse 16. In the same way, the one sown upon stony ground are those who, when they hear the word, at once receive and accept and welcome it with joy, and they have no real root in themselves, and so they endure for a while. Then when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, they immediately are offended, become displeased, 
indignant, resentful, and they stumble and fall away. Wow. And the ones sown among the thorns are others who hear the word. Then the cares and anxieties of the world and distractions of the age and the pleasure and delight and false glamour and deceitfulness of riches and the craving and passionate desire for other things creep in and choke and suffocate the word and it becomes fruitless. Now, my prayer is that this is not speaking of any of you that's here today. I pray that you're not wayside ground, that you're not just here uh, with the wrong motives or with the wrong intent. I pray you're here for the right reasons. I pray you're not stony ground, that you just come for an emotional experience. You come to fulfill a, a, a religious or ministerial obligation. But I pray deep down on the inside, your heart is not hard. I pray you're not offended with someone who's sitting next to you. I pray you're not offended at me. I pray you're not offended with somebody in your life. I just pray because if you are, that's going to hinder the word. I pray you're not stony ground. I pray you're not thorny ground. That yes, you come and hear the word, but it, you know, sometimes you get so caught up in the cares of this life. And you would love to be more active in the kingdom of God. You would love to be more active in the church. But, oh, too many cares and the deceitfulness of riches. Oh, I got I to make money. I, I, you know, if I, don't, if I don't work, I won't eat. And then you start twisting the scriptures to fit your own selfish desires. I hope you're not thorny ground that when the word is sown, when you do show up, talking to those by radio <laughs> or by CD, Amen. That when you do show up, I just pray that the word is not, it's, it's not going to be suffocated because of those cares or because of your anxieties. Are you understand what I'm saying? Or mispriorities. I pray that you are this next ground. <laughs> Let's look at verse 20. And these are they which are sown on good ground. See, that's me. Now, how do you know when you're good ground? Watch this. He's going to tell you, here's how you know you're good ground. It's not deep. Don't be deep about it. Don't be spooky about it. Here's how you know you're good ground. Such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruit. I'm going to stop right there. Faith comes by hearing and hearing. Romans 10, 17. Faith doesn't come by what you have heard. It's come by what you're hearing. It's come by what you are diligently, daily, meditating, reading, studying, and applying.